0: welcome to the real van city i am your host michael tranmer on this podcast you will hear inspiring stories from vancouver's top influential leaders on how to achieve authentic business relationship and spiritual success let's get into it Farzana.
1: Michael. Greetings. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me.
0: You just got back from a whirlwind trip and you're making time for us. So I appreciate that. Always. We are, we are, I've, you are the meditation expert, but I've coined you the, the meditation expert for sure of Vancouver. (laughs) Right. So I trust, I trust we are going to not only learn about meditation today and how to, how to, how to. Better regulate ourselves, but also I know you speak a lot about um, helping our best selves come through yeah. through meditation. Yeah. So I think that's the direction we're going to go today. I know that's mm-hmm. the direction we're going to go today, and a few other um, paths along the way. But you've been doing this the whole time yeah. for a while since two, three two. years, two. Yeah. How? How? <laughs> Tell us.
2: Um. In my religious community where I grew up, we have, we're have Sufis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So
2: we have a 4 a.m. meditation. It's optional. Very, very few people attend it. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, they used to have this thing where they would actually have the kids officiate the ceremonies for a whole week. And it just exposes children to it. And I mean, as a kid, you're thinking, we're going to go to McDonald's for breakfast afterwards and get the pancakes.
1: yeah, Right?
2: but i don't know my mom woke me up for it and it was i think 3:30 in the morning and if you, it's so different staying up late versus waking up early mm-hmm. in the morning it's just a different feeling mm-hmm. when you've had that sleep cycle and you're supposed to be in the deepest part of your sleep but you're not and you're awake there is a different level of clarity of awareness of Literally, awareness of everything mm-hmm. because you're aware of vibrations and things that aren't there. You're so far away from your material life, from your day to day affairs, mm-hmm. that every thought in your head is so sharp, it's so clear.
0: And you, but from the age of two and three. I, oh, I,
2: I mean, I'm describing what I was aware of when I was two like this mm-hmm. that memory of that clarity, that first time the hair is on the back of your neck on the back of my neck we raising it kind of felt actually um I mean as we were getting ready to go to the mosque first I got ha- I got to have tea and I'd never been allowed to have tea and as an Indian child you get to have chai that's like adulthood right there <laughs> but ultimately as we were driving there it felt like everybody was like beneath the ocean and the ocean was silky smooth because everyone was asleep like the surface of the water was very calm and my mom and i were like the ripples going across the water as we made our way to the mosque and we went inside had a little more tea epic moments you know very Very cool
0: where where geographically did you grow up
2: in north van
0: okay
2: it's like and this is like the mosque little tiny place like stuck in on an industrial street in north vancouver um, you know where the original Cactus Club was? No. Down like okay, in North Van. Anyways, yeah. like right next to there. And yeah, like go in there. Um, and we walked into the hall and it's pitch black uh, except for the exit lights. Mm-hmm. And we sat down and my mom just handed me prayer beads. And she's just like, say this, say this mantra. And it just didn't feel right to me. And so I just kind of sat there and I just asked the universe, and I was like, what am I supposed to do? And this like corridor appeared in my mind. It got like really narrow before it expanded into the universe. And there was almost like very, very narrow. And so all my thoughts kind of filtered into this thing and got held there. And I would think, I would go over each thought and I'd be like, can I control this? Can I do anything about this? Do I need to forgive someone? Do I need to work on myself? Like, and that's how I like, and I know I'm two and it sounds very complex for a two year old, but life is simpler. True. So you either do something or you don't like no Mm -hmm. one's told you all these, like, there's all these crazy things about what you should and shouldn't do and all these weird rules. And you don't have all the pain and suffering to complicate your thoughts. So Mm -hmm. I just. What am I doing here? I don't want to hold this. I'm going to forgive my brother for being a jerk. You know,
1: not God. You know, <laughs> nice. Let
2: it go. I love wow. him anyways. You know, I'm like, And because I was two, I didn't have a lot of thoughts. And eventually, the thoughts were gone. The corridor kind of dissolved. And it was just me and the universe. Mm. And it didn't feel empty. Even though I didn't see light or stars or anything. I just, this is vast expanse of black, really. But it didn't feel empty. Mm, I felt connected.
0: You've it did it feel kind yeah. of full, not at, that Yeah, would be the opposite I, it of empty. felt
2: like, oh, this is this is this is reality.
0: This is kind of at peace and and yeah. full of of love. Yeah, type moment. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah,
2: like it just and I don't even think I could truly contemplate gratitude at that age, but gratitude is 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 almost and can be like a more fuller form of love. Mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm. and i would but i would say it felt beautiful yeah like it was beautiful nice. like and to know that that that's really beautiful because i don't know how grateful a child is at that age do you know what i mean I, like
0: i don't know what a child at that age yeah, just thinks. About, i
2: think but... gratitude was an attitude i've certainly grown up with but i think It blossomed as I got older from having such beautiful experiences to be grateful for them.
0: Very cool. And so did you continue this daily morning practice all the way throughout?
2: So for the first week, for that week, we went to the mosque. And then after the week, I was like, let's go. And my mom was like, oh, no, Ah, sorry, there's no more. But it was there every day. She just didn't want to take me every day. Interesting. Because the kids week was done. But yeah, I pretty much since then have gotten up every day at four in the morning and have meditated. And then I did studied Indian dance. And so there was a portion of that that was quite spiritual. And I studied the traditional Hindu styles of dance and I studied and I studied and I, and I, yeah. And, 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 and.
0: And so you still do four AMs? I do. Nice. Do you okay we'll, we'll go back to that as well i because yeah we have we're going to a lot of places yeah um, but yeah it's interesting to get yeah. your 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 entry into to yeah. this world because like you said you've studied you've studied oh. i mean your some of your studies are with the the one and only mr mr anthony robbins mm-hmm. and you um you're you're known as the best one of the best kept secrets <laughs> for for folks in in professional sports right because you, mm-hmm. you help people with with their mindset in, in such a way to help them achieve such greatness. Mm-hmm. So you've my point being is I was thinking about this today, I'm like, what is it about Farzana that, that I really gravitate towards? And it's mm-hmm. not just your energy and your mm-hmm. smile and your radiant light and, and all <laughs> that. But sweet. it's uh, I could go on and on and on and just You're keep so kind. well, speak the truth. But yeah. it's it's I I think what I landed on it's that you really you really walk the talk. Like you don't just write the book and 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 post on social media. Like whenever I see you and, and I'm around you, you're you're you are this um, this example of peace and presence and everything you talk about. So I'm like, I would like to learn <laughs> the steps you have taken and where you have studied and how we can all apply it. Because, like I said in the opening, you've you've gotten back from from doing talks out out east because mm-hmm. uh, you're a, a sought after expert and you have courses and books and all this mm-hmm. stuff because you really have put in the work and, and you help people and but back to the point you you do exemplify it yourself
2: oh you're very kind honestly i do it because i need it <laughs> well,
0: yes. <laughs> right? yes this is all true it's for because i need it yeah and then so you're um yeah, there is something so special about about two a.m., three a.m., four a.m. That I love getting up at, at that hour. I always have depends what I have to do the next the the, the day that is coming up. I'm like, well, this is not going to work out very well if I start my day at three a.m. But it's it's like, yeah, you kind of feel like you're you're cheating a bit because everyone else is asleep and you have this really peaceful moment where there's less anxiety around energy is Mm -hmm. kind of pure and nice Mm -hmm. it's not like you're staying up late like 11 12 1 Mm
1: -hmm. a.m
0: where things are you know people that are up at that time of night are they can't sleep and they're anxious and maybe they're drinking and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so it's a much different energy
2: it's well and and just even medit like we were built to meditate Mm
0: -hmm.
1: our
2: bodies go in and out of these states of trance if you can't sleep if you're doing Consuming things, doing things that disrupt your circadian rhythms, dis- disrupt the flow of your brainwaves throughout the day. You're going to you're you're going to be suffering in your life. Period. Mm. Your brain is not going to regenerate the way it needs to. I mean, sometimes half of the time we need to meditate, and I say we need to meditate, is because we have those disruptions in our lives. Be it stress, be it be it substances that we like a night of drinking or something um sleep deprivation right like there's all these things that don't allow us to sleep properly Mm -hmm. and i think sleeping is the bare minimum sleeping is like turning your laptop off at night and then turning it on again the next day and sometimes you actually need to like clean up on your computer Mm -hmm. sometimes you need a reboot and upgrade like you know update your software like there's so many things that need to happen mm. that are more than just turning it on and off
0: yeah yeah i uh well like on the, my laptop today i took a bunch of uh files and put them on the external hard drive somewhere else so the computer can run a little today. better but yeah. i like i have uh i have these like five or i have the, these five or ten minute naps sometimes in the afternoon where i literally just fall asleep for mm-hmm. like 10 seconds like, like you're out for like yeah like ten five or ten seconds, whatever it is, and doesn't make a noise or something. And but yeah. it is a it's a full on reboot. And that's that's like a that's like a you know a compressed version of a full night sleep. Yes. Right? But it, it's is 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 this like is that what's what's the you know what's the science behind that, I guess is the question. Like what's what 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 is the importance of sleep in and meditation and science and how is how from what you have studied has it been shown and proven?
2: So I mean you can go to different sciences. Like, if you consider traditional Chinese med- medicine to be a science of its own, they say getting to sleep before 10 p.m. or by 10 p.m. Um, restores your Wei Qi, which is the energy that protects your body. There are certain aspects of, like, when you go to sleep that are really adaptive and healthy. But if we talk about just what we can measure neurologically, brain waves, electrical, impulses, signals, metabolic function, cellular activity, then I think that there are different kinds of biologies that you have to consider. And I think you have to look at neurodivergence Mm -hmm. and neuronormative. So I think you're looking at nervous systems of, say, an ADHD person, someone perhaps with autism, someone with a combination of those versus someone who's considered neuronormative. And I mean, I don't know what the appropriate terms are, but those are the ones mm-hmm. I was trained in. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that someone who's ADHD, for instance, could do really well on four-hour sleep cycles yeah. with power naps in places. And if you do a meditation-powered power nap
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: or just even a nap get up move your body and do 10 15 minutes of meditation and then you get like you get like a second day interesting so people with adhd after and after they finish a sleep cycle they're sharp and most alert right away that's the time that they will have the greatest amount of success with doing um mundane tasks right Emails, billing, things like that, things that they wouldn't normally want to do that are not interest based for them. And so that works for them. Having exercise works for them. There are certain things that make the nervous system ready to do those kinds of tasks. And so for someone like that, that kind of sleep would be a better cycle. But there are other people, and I would say women who are um, perimenopausal, for instance. Um, have a very similar need for sleep cycle that teenage boys do, where they need to sleep in and sleep for longer. And perimenopausal women need to kids sleep 11 hours, and that's what they need. Mm -hmm. And there's just different things in hormones and cycles in the body to look at for sleep. And then add to that How much pressure there is in our world to financially achieve, to show up at your job, to succeed. And imagine you're fighting those biological pressures. Like, how are you now managing all of those things, especially if hormonally your brain is becoming unglued or if you don't make enough dopamine and serotonin to manage your attention and focus ability with ADHD or, you know, all these different things? And so I really, really think that. With how much pressure we're putting on our children, with how much pressure it is to survive and live in this world. I mean, we're in a time where very few people can own homes now, or will ever own homes.
0: Which is really stressful. It's for very a lot stressful. Of
2: people. I mean, I look, at, I look at my nephew, he's in grade 12, and he's so ambitious. But that kid is like, he's so driven. Like, it's incredible. He has the energy to do it right now. But like, like i feel stressed out for him because you know they work so hard it's yeah. such a competitive world and they get onto the world and yeah. like what are the jobs that they're getting their the yeah. jobs don't pay enough money for like and so this is the pressure that i see people under and then people are like well i don't have time to meditate they're like so here I we gonna... go and so, so here we go
0: yeah yeah so this is where you come in mm-hmm. and um so let's talk about meditation and what is meditation and and Mm -hmm. why meditation but also before we leave that on the on the on the sleep topic um how how do we know what our our patterns are and what we what we need and again um how does so there's the sleep and what what we know and what what we need but then there's like the autism and the and the adhd and, and people need different things in in that aspect how do we um, what are you seeing in that space and sort of ADHD and, you know, people, my age, like yeah. I, like, I definitely cannot pay attention. Like I used to perhaps, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, um, how do, how do people sort of get diagnosed or, or check in or know what they need either in the sleep aspect or, um, from the neuro sense these days? Like, what do we do?
2: So, okay. There's a difference between aging being a bit oh more i'm tired sorry i'm not i'm not a, aging. No,
0: no, no, i'm no, not aging not you i'm joking I'm, I'm joking talking, i'm joking i'm aging. I mean no, no.
2: It's yeah um i would agree with that you do look younger
1: and brighter we try
2: <laughs> <laughs> so i would say that there is an aspect to just getting older that means having more on your plate true and having more on your plate well you didn't get more ram for your computer <laughs> It's the same computer and you're just expecting it to run more things at the same time. And that's not to say you don't have unlimited capacity for memory. We don't know the capacity for memory, but your prefrontal cortex, that is kind of like RAM. And that's the part of you that has higher reasoning. And there's um, an old saying that you have seven plus or minus two capacity of what you hold in your prefrontal cortex and you actually oscillate very quickly between those 5 to 9 things and they say if you have ADHD if you're burnt out if you're i don't know hormonally compromised for instance for for some other some reason or going through something in that regard then your your number actually drops hmm. and your ability and to hold things right. drops and so If you are someone like yourself with creative projects happening and you're executing everything from the structure to the content, to the marketing, to all the different steps to like the event creation and planning and, 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 and that's a lot of things. Like it's really hard to zero in on the thing that you enjoy the most because there are the things that you have to do, Mm -hmm. right? Like, And so that's, that's, that's its own thing. Yes. Like, that's what I call a reality check. Okay, Okay.
0: that doesn't need a a prognosis or something attached to it. That's just kind of life and what you're doing and building up into it. I think
2: that's just a lot for any human. Yeah. And we're in such a high achievement society. And this is something that I see it in my field all the time with motivational speakers. And sometimes I'm like, can we just have a reality check for a minute? Because like, how many fucking hours mm-hmm. and minutes are there in the day to do all of these things. Yeah. Like if I did every affirmation and cold <laughs> plunge and thing, another thing that I'm supposed to do to be like living my life, no, <laughs> truly, yeah. I wouldn't be actually living my life. I'd just be doing a bunch of shit mm-hmm. that actually isn't being present in my life.
0: Mm, I, there is a perfect <laughs> term I saw for that on some Instagram posts and I can't remember what it is. Right? It's like spiritually something, right? Like mm-hmm. just doing all the things for the sake of doing all the things, mm-hmm. but none of the things are actually having the effect that you you want or need. So what's the what's the solution? You're what's the better practice? Running on,
2: that's that's just dopamine. You're just getting dopamine. You're checking off a list, giving yourself dopamine, and telling yourself, "I deserve to feel good." It's the same thing that. People kind of did at the beginning of the pandemic where everyone started cleaning their houses and decluttering, and everyone's like, I feel good about myself. I clean, yeah. And then at a certain point, it's not enough anymore.
0: Yeah. And we were all doing all these Zoom calls with like our friends and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and like I, w- I was doing Zoom calls with all my buddies back east yeah. for, for like the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and I'm like, why, after a while, we're like, why are we actually doing this? Like, we don't see each other in person, anyways. It, it, there's nothing different. We're just trying to, to pack this stuff in and, and feel like yeah, we're more connected like and, we're and
1: accomplishing
0: and and the dopamine. Yeah, and I, I saw it and I was reading an interesting comparison to all the challenges in, in the news and, and media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How how like they just have to constantly have all this 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 breaking news to keep these dopamine hit, hits coming and mm-hmm. keep keep our attention when in reality. And you compare it to nature, yeah. life is actually yeah. pretty slow. Yeah.
2: I call it a dopamine epidemic, and you don't have to have ADHD to have it.
0: So what do we do?
2: Because of scrolling and apps and everything, they're all, they're all based on...
0: Our attention. Yeah. Grabbing it so mm-hmm. they
2: can... Quickly. Can,
0: and keep us there and yeah. sell stuff to us and mm-hmm. control us and da-da-da. That, that, that. Mm-hmm. So how do, we, how do we dance with that?
2: So again, to me, it comes back to being present. There's so many things. Again, diagnosis is another thing. Mm-hmm. I think you do need to know yourself. You need to know how you function. And where you are not functioning as you desire, you need to find out for yourself whether that is a construct of you having something that challenges you like ADHD, like autism, like various other things that are out there. Or whether it's actually just something you could be doing habitually different.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So there's something to, to look at in that regard. But to jump back to your question, which I kind of lost for a second. There. Well,
0: the, the, to... the sleep, let's touch on sleep and okay. then we'll go to, to meditation. What how do we know what sleep we, we need? Like, how do we
2: are you tired? When you come home at the end of the day, do you have extra energy to enjoy your evening? Or are you tired? When you wake up in the morning, do you feel rested and ready for your day? Or do you feel like you need more sleep? It's pretty much like oh,
0: that's pretty like, simple
2: it's yeah. that's all there is to it if you are if you are still tired when you wake up you need to be looking at your physical health and and your rest yes. and mental health too because half of half of sleep is mental health
0: right and what what about folks that rely pretty heavily on um sleeping pills because i what i what i know and understand is that you don't How get the fun. same sort of you don't get the same sort of sleep you don't get the, the deep the same sort of deep even, sleep
2: even cannabinoids right like people love the idea of using cbd thc combos one of the like either or or both and they don't allow you your full cycles you know the biggest challenge that people give me about meditation is that they can't clear the thoughts from their mind first of all who the fuck said that you had to clear the thoughts from your mind? It's a brain. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to stop awareness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're supposed to just be aware. Yeah, You're allowed to have thoughts. Thoughts are allowed to exist. You're allowed to notice that somebody walked by you while you were meditating. You're allowed to notice the temperature change. You're allowed to have thoughts. And the other thing is that I think that people get so caught up in this idea of no thought that they get frustrated and they don't realize that most of the thoughts that they're having when they sit down to meditate are little remnants that they didn't sort out because they didn't have a proper REM cycle. Mm. And our REM cycles are actually where our brain organizes our mind. So there's a huge aspect of we take all of this stuff in in all day, like even just the feeling of your clothes on your skin does get registered in your brain in the day (laughs) like all these little extraneous factors and when you go to sleep if you have a proper sleep cycle the dreams at the beginning of the night and the morning are actually sorting dreams
1: So,
2: so they're actually filing things away and if you don't get that sleep then you haven't finished your filing so the moment you sit down and have a quiet contemplative moment your brain is like Oh, thank God. Can we just finish filing things away? And your brain's jumping over here and jumping over there. And like, it's bouncing all over the place, because it's trying to restore itself. It's trying to like get you organized.
0: So if if meditation is having a sit in in the morning, this is one example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is what this is what I do. I do 10 minutes with a timer. And I've been mm-hmm. doing it for, for yeah. a while. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I feel I do it most most mornings. So the, the mornings that I that I don't, I don't, feel as organized and collected but for me it's like the first it's 10 minutes long so the first often nine minutes and 37 seconds is is my brain going my brain going my brain going thinking about things da, da, da. but then often when i get i can tell when the bell's coming even like even after 10 it's minutes like
2: you just hit the piece
0: and yeah and so I, if i'm like if i hit the piece for like a second I, it's always right before the bell yeah and and then i'm kind of like okay Things are are organized and and I'm I'm good to to move forward with all mm-hmm. the the doing of of life. Yeah. So it's is that's relatively normal in terms of sitting down for meditation. I
2: think you're lucky if it's just ten minutes.
0: Hmm. Meaning if usually nine it, minutes
2: and thirty something seconds. Yeah. You're lucky if there's only nine minutes and thirty something seconds of
0: the activity. Thoughts. Yeah. So what? Let's talk about we've been talking about, but let's talk about meditation. Okay. When 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 people say to me, I, also, they don't have right. time for meditation, my, my, my um, uh, experience is that if I spend 10 minutes in the morning, cleaning out and, and organizing my brain and thinking ahead to the day that is coming, doing that process and thinking about that will 100% save not only 10 minutes, but probably hours later in the day of me not doing things that aren't, in alignment with what I want to do. So I'm I, that's how I negate the 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 time um excuse. Do you do you what what's your what do people usually say to you? What's their biggest um excuse for? Like what why do we need to meditate?
2: Oh, you know, I think people know they need to meditate. They mm-hmm. just don't think that they can.
1: <laughs> well,
2: yeah. and they don't think they have time and that's why I mean I wrote the book 1 minute. You know like 60 seconds because everybody has a minute Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i'm like if you take 10 minutes in your car to sit there before you go into your house and see your kids if you take like five minutes in the bathroom before you're going in to do a talk why not make those minutes count
0: and so what we take our minutes how do we how do we make those minutes count how do we meditate if we if we if we have uh if you know we've been curious about curious about this forever people Mm -hmm. That yeah. are in our, our spheres have been talking about this or talking about meditation. I've been talking about the benefits yeah. of it for, for a while. And I've only been doing it five or yeah. five or six years. Can't say enough great things, but if people have been curious, 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 and they're like, what is he talking about? Why, what, how do they wake up tomorrow morning and, and do it?
2: Okay. So first of all, you have to get out of your own way. So I give my five rules as quickly as possible my five rules of meditation. One, you're always doing it right. Okay. It's a practice. It's like brushing your teeth. You're never going to stop brushing your teeth or you shouldn't, right? So it's a practice. It's daily hygiene. It's the same thing. If you don't, if you don't declutter your house regularly, then you're, you're going to have to do a massive cleanup once a year. And you're like, how, how stuff comes into a place? I don't know. Right. But Mm -hmm. it does. Yeah. Right. You have to declutter. It's the same with our mental faculty. And we're usually so busy that we don't declutter because something bad happens. The friend that you really wanted to see even cancels for you on lunch because they're not well or something happened. And now you're sad about it, but you don't have time because you got to keep going. You got to keep going. And those are like little hiccups, right? How many people had like vacations canceled, couldn't plan anything, couldn't do anything over the last few years? There's stuff like that that happens all the time that we don't grieve.
0: So it's the time to think about the things that we need to think about.
2: No, it's the time that the emotions of those things potentially come up. Okay. And there's a big difference and people don't, because so much time has passed and some people like they've gone 40, 50, 60 years and they've never meditated. And of course, the first time they sit down to meditate, there's like a, Wallop of discomfort and emotion. And it's basically layers of emotion that they've never processed in their life. They don't even have a label for it. It feels so overwhelming. They feel like nobody can understand them because they can't even understand themselves. And it's so much emotion. But again, I digress. That's that's rule number three.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So number one, you're always doing it right. You can't get it wrong. If you're itchy or anything, your mind wanders, you have a daydream. That's okay. Dedication to your practice is your practice. You sit down you show up you listen you sit and you listen okay i think of it like um you're the therapist and whatever comes up in your mind and your emotions and your body that's the client or that's like your child that you're listening to attentively and lovingly and respectfully okay and so rule number two thoughts are not the enemy okay you were built to have thoughts your brain doesn't just exist here it exists in your hands and your feet and it's not time to make everything do something we're always being so on controlling our expressions controlling our voice controlling everything when you sit it's time to let go and listen it's time to receive the signals it's time to allow the feedback to return to just notice what's going on and some of that's that decluttering of the brain some of it is what i call time travel where you had something happen and you haven't quite processed it and you and you go back to that moment and you go God, I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, next time I'm going to do this. Okay, but this time this happened, I wish I had done this instead. But okay, so next time I'll do this. And then you go back and forth in time, you revisit the thing that happened, you come back to this moment, you go to the future, you come back to this moment until you're good with it and you let it go. That's a really important part of letting go of things. If you push away that incident, if you push on it, it pushes back at you. Mm -hmm. And the more you say, don't think that way, the more you say, don't feel that way. Well, you're being so disrespectful, mm. right? If I cut you off mid-sentence when you were describing something to me that was important to you, and I was just like, oh, don't, don't feel that way. Don't think that. Just don't think that. Mm. How frustrated would you be? Yeah. So all these people trying to have no thought, they're getting really frustrated, right? Next one is emotions are not fluffy things,
1: mm. okay? <laughs>
2: they're neurochemicals, mm-hmm. right? And yes, Our emotions are formed from our belief systems and our values, and how events trigger our belief systems and values, activate those chemicals. But they're there, and if you don't process them, they store in your shoulders, in your gut, in your hips, in your body, in your jaw. They stay with you, and they're there for later. Trust me. Wow. They are there for later. Mm -hmm. So you have to feel the emotions to let go of them. And you know, when we were teenagers and bad things happened, we used to get criticized. We were told you're too emotional, you're too this, you're too that. But we would go to our rooms, lie in our beds, sit in the emotion the way you listen to music in a car.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, you
2: know, like sit full, in the anger, like you were yeah. you were in it. Yeah. And you would maybe do a little time traveling, as I described it just now. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you kind of were like, Okay, well, what's I can't do anything any left anymore. There's nothing left to contemplate about this. And the emotion kind of dissipates, time evaporates, and it's just you there in the space.
0: After you've thought about the things After and you felt, 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 it felt out the things.
2: And you've allowed yourself to have that free flow of going to the catastrophe, to going to the possibility, to the catastrophe, to the possibility of like of possible catastrophes, right? Right. It's called catastrophizing. And there's an aspect of that that can be healthy if you're purging the emotions, and then it's like a clean slate.
0: Just feeling the things yeah. finally.
2: But adults tell kids, get your head out of the clouds, stop daydreaming. When in fact, get get over it, don't let them bother you. Wherein actually let it bother you, figure out why it bothers you and and help them choose. Like there's actually an adaptive aspect to this where when you have a clean slate, you get to choose now. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that comes out of the meditation mm-hmm. after, right? And so, rule number four be physically comfortable. If you don't sit on the floor regularly because you haven't grown up doing that, don't sit on the floor cross leg and make things go numb,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: It's not about impinging nerves. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Sit on a chair, but sit upright. You know, like if, you, if you're physically able to, I say sit upright. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's enough things that we deal with in our lives to have to deal with that. And rule number five is you're always doing it right. Nice
1: again you're (laughs) always doing always doing it right
2: you cannot get it wrong it's okay to have thoughts it's okay to have other things and again this idea that you are there to observe like if you think about what awareness is i always look at the statues of the buddha which you have one on your shirt and i love it because there's a little smile always On every picture of the Buddha, there's just a slight slight smile, smile, (laughs) okay? And the eyes aren't always fully closed. They're often just like looking downwards, like downwards gaze. Yeah, And that is awareness. Awareness isn't the cessation of experience. It's the ability to be okay with whatever that experience is, to know that you are the one up here having awareness. So like, I kind of go like, can I say, this is your earth suit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Can people see?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. This is your earth suit.
0: And if you're listening on Spotify or <laughs> Apple, know that this is also on YouTube. So <laughs> yeah. here we go. Okay.
2: Sorry, guys. No, it's good. So I'm going to like hold my hands together like yes. this and say, this is your earth suit. Inside is your consciousness, mm-hmm. right? Like, w- w- I don't care what you believe. You could be atheist, you could be religious, you could be anything, but for us to have this conversation or to engage in listening to this, you have to believe that you have a consciousness that which ex- is
0: what an awareness
2: like an awareness that you exist yes, that you have a self. Yes, right? And that that consciousness is attached or inside of this earth suit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: okay? So if we can all agree on that, mm-hmm. this Earth suit comes with certain programming. you have sight, smell, taste, touch, sound, an autonomic nervous system. You have like you know your your cardiovascular system. Like you have all these different things that like kick in for fight or flight, survival. All of these things, and as you start, and you even have certain things like phobias and fears, maybe to heights, spiders, and things like that, to keep you alive. Ancestral memory, if you will, right? Evolved, evolved ancestral memory in your Dreams. DNA. Yeah, or but it like in your DNA. Yeah, right. Like so, tryptophobia, fear of. um fear of certain textures of things that would be poisonous in nature. Yeah, yeah. anyways. Um, So you have that, but then you also, when you're growing up, you don't have any filters. So everything you experience kind of starts to attach around you. Mm -hmm. So let's say your consciousness is the brightest light ever, okay? And you're in this earth suit. The earth suit's already kind of like containing the light a little bit, but the light's peeking out, right? So you look at a baby, you see this beautiful glow. You yeah. see like glittery eyes. You see infinite potential. Okay. And then they start to have experiences. They get hurt. It's almost like a shutter. They have a a belief system like you can't trust people. Um parent does something awful and they really can't trust parent. And life kind of shuts them down. Like, oh you're not going to get your dreams and like you know like these things start to happen. And now there are differences between experiences, thoughts, and beliefs that form you get Things about gender identity or what you should and shouldn't do. Like for me, what it means to be a girl, loving, good person, this, that, right? All these things. Successful, right? Like talking to someone from the Philippines who is working on dealing with notions of success, meaning having to have children. Mm -hmm. To be successful as a woman, that's a really important part of what she was programmed for. Mm -hmm. But that really actually doesn't necessarily fit into her life want. today, yeah, yeah. but she, it's in her programming. Right. Now, some of these things we chose and some of them we didn't. So we get to a certain age where we're like, wait a minute. Like, especially when we're teenagers, we go, wait a minute. I really like what, I really like that person's attitude that resonates with me. So something about your consciousness saw something over there and you were like, I like that. I want some of that. And you start to draw things into yourself. But there are a lot of experiences we have where we're not making that conscious decision. And we're actually making rash, self-protective things that actually block our light out. And what I would say is that this practice of meditation is the space wherein you If you give yourself enough time and space and allow yourself to feel the emotions, those emotions will eventually lead you, will dissipate and in time will lead you to certain things that are not truthful to you, will give you the power to actually open some of those shutters or get rid of them so that you can be illuminated again. Because the only difference between us and that little baby is those belief systems that are in there. And I mean, to be more literal, like all of these, like neurons in our brains are like a tangled knot. And how do you untangle a knot? You have to stretch it out. You have to get space. Meditation is the space, right? Only when you stretch it out, can you then consciously decide, okay, this is where I'm going to unravel this. This is where I'm going to unravel that. And if we don't do that, how can we do any other work in our life?
0: Epic. So if, if, if you're someone in, I mean, I'm in my 40s, but maybe people in the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. 70s, 80s, whatever it is, but why come to meditation? Like why want to feel these things? Why not? to? Why want to spend the 10 minutes? Why? <laughs> why want to sit with the, the the thoughts and the emotions? And I think I would hope if there's people, we, you know, we know them and we see them. And at times we have, been them they're struggling and they don't know why because they achieve 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 done success success career career houses boats jobs all the things and still and still something's off
2: because you're so lonely if you can't be in company with yourself
0: oh
1: you can achieve and not feel happy or at peace or fulfilled because true
2: Like, you can't be lonely when you're in empathy with yourself. And a huge practice of meditation is having empathy for yourself while you listen to yourself. It is the higher consciousness having empathy for the human experience. And there is something to be said for being in alignment in all the levels of your consciousness that gives you strength of presence so that no matter what you're going through, you can, you can just be here right now. And you can accomplish and do and do and do, but if you don't have that when you're still and you're alone with yourself, you, you're not happy. I'm sorry. I've not seen true happiness in someone that can't be with themselves.
0: And what and then do you, you mean, distract and avoid? What do you mean by be with yourself? Like sit with yourself for 10 minutes? I mean, we can be with ourselves and be cutting the lawn or doing the dishes and, or and doom scrolling on your or phone. Doom scroll, like I can see, yeah, I can sit on my on the couch and scroll on the phone yeah. by my, by myself, but yeah. that's not really being with myself. Yes. Being with myself is is sitting and, and being with myself and thinking about challenging things that have happened and, okay. and and facing some fears that are perhaps coming.
2: So it's the distinction between, the the buddhist idea of detachment and allowance okay to be able to detach from the events of your life and go acknowledging that that's happening and i'm allowing it to happen i'm allowing these emotions to be processed i'm allowing myself to have these thoughts and i'm noticing that i am the sky and these thoughts and emotions are the weather right and they can they're just going to Someday it's blue sky, someday it's stormy, and that's okay. That's detachment and allowance. It's an acknowledgement. It's a presence with those things that are going on. It's not ignoring it. It's presence with versus distraction and avoidance. Okay? You avoid all the things you don't want to look at them you 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 just you're just like no 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 and it's it's pushing at you harder and harder and you're like why do i feel this way why do i feel so frustrated what's going on i'm just frustrated all the time i feel aggravated i feel restless like that that can happen too right and so what do we do we distract ourselves We get busy, we do these things and we're like, if I can do this, I'll feel better. And maybe in the process of doing some of these accomplishments, we start to feel better because we do good for others. We're able to contribute and through doing good for others, we learn lessons while we help others. And I think that that can be really beneficial. I can can say for myself, in all the years of the clients that I've seen throughout the years, hundred percent. I, I used to feel so guilty for charging because I'd be like, I get so much out of it. I feel so guilty. Nice. Like, I mean, like this was like my therapy, even though I did it for you.
1: Nice.
2: But at the same time, or should I should say, and at the same time, there comes a time when we have to be present because avoiding things isn't doing anything. Distracting from them isn't doing anything. You know, like people were just, buying things left, right, and center during the pandemic. I I mean, I joke about the pandemic, and I actually think that it's like scientifically very valid if we could have scanned people's brains to say that the world got thrown into a three-month vipassana <laughs> and they weren't prepared for it. And it
0: didn't go exceptionally well. <laughs> no.
2: And if people don't know what a vipassana is, it's an 11-day, 11, 11 hours a day for 11 days silent retreat where you sit on the floor. They actually make you sit on the floor and you are uncomfortable and you're not. It's it's not it's not a comfortable experience for most people. And I say that the world got thrown into this because we were isolated and we didn't choose it. At least when you go to a vipassana, you're like, I want to do this. I want to see what comes up. I'm I'm ready for what comes up. I'm gonna face this stuff. Well, the rest of the world was forced to face stuff because they were forced into sitting and being pushed into spaces where all those emotions that we haven't processed our whole lives came up. And what happened? People felt really lonely. Did they have coping mechanisms? No, nobody's taught us how to feel through our emotions. Everyone tells us to get over it, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the yeah. world. Get over it, move on, especially if you're high achievers.
0: Yeah, well, right? yeah. Well, yeah. We, we coped with it during the pandemic by by going on Amazon and, and buying stuff. Exactly. Or going on social media and mm-hmm. uh, looking at um are are equivalent on the other side of the social media looking mm-hmm. at us doing the same stupid things, mm-hmm. wasting each other's time doing the, the yeah. same sharing the same stupid mm-hmm. things. so it's
1: yeah.
0: so the d- distraction instead of sitting with what 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 do people usually need to to so we have we have we have we have a uh, uh, person x who has accomplished a lot they they they've done great things, but still perhaps not feeling that element of, of yeah. happy um may or may not be aware of that. The kind of running out of things to to do. And but but the the we distract ourselves from often feeling what we need to feel to access that happiness and get back to how we were when we were were born with that that light. So I guess the question is, what do people we kind of know how we distract ourselves. What do what do people usually need to for example, sit with and and face and and feel, so that and where we've established that the gateway to this is is literally sitting and thinking and and feeling what we need to feel meditation. Uh, like, what are some examples of of things that that in the folks that you've worked with uh, that typically uh, need to get faced, so that we can feel amazing?
2: The idea that. It is an accomplishment to have no thought. And I will say it again and again. I put it in the rules, and people will still say, but I still had thoughts. It is not about the thoughts. It is about knowing, understanding, and loving yourself. Okay. That is one of the hardest things. And to love yourself means you have to forgive yourself. Okay. And to forgive yourself means that you have to take the blame away from other people. Because at the end of the day, even if someone did something horrible to you, they're gone now. They don't give a shit about what happened to you. Right. Excuse my language. Sorry. But they, they don't care. Maybe they do, but that you may never know. Right. And now you're stuck here carrying that with you. And so the thing is, is how much do you love yourself? Can you love yourself enough to let that go? can you love yourself enough? Can you get to the point like for me, I truly, I truly live the fact that I am not the experiences of my life. My experiences are things that I have chosen to learn things from. Because if I, if I shared some of my experiences, which I, I don't need to do, it doesn't matter. Like nobody would fault me for being like broken and, you know, If I didn't do anything for the rest of my life, people were like, oh, but she's been through a lot. And fuck that shit. I have one life. I came here to live it. I don't necessarily have a lot of time. I do have some spiritual beliefs. But for what I know right now, this is my life. I've got one and I'm going to live it. And the events of my life are not who I am. So we need to be able to let events pass. Emotions have awareness that they do not last forever. They're just chemicals that are based on your belief systems. And that means you can do some work on them, right? But you are a constant, this little spark of consciousness and this earth too, that's the constant, right? Like that is the thing that you have. Like even in times where I suffered brain damage and injury, um, I still had awareness that I wasn't functioning properly. And because I had that awareness, that I wasn't functioning properly and I couldn't even understand how badly I wasn't functioning because the injury was so bad, I was still able to start to do things to heal my body to get to the point where I can actually have this conversation with you and put full sentences together again.
0: So what you're, what you're describing is really taking ownership for, for your own life and not being uh, a victim to other circumstances.
2: You have to. That's the hardest part of the work is taking that ownership as you said you have to take the ownership you have to think about what you're holding on to what you're ready to let go of who you're ready to forgive
1: mm-hmm. and, right? to, to- and
2: how much you love yourself in your willingness to do that because forgiving them is actually about loving yourself right letting it go is about loving yourself and giving yourself freedom so, what, is,
0: what does love and that's hard? Yeah. What, what hard. does loving yourself really, really look like? Is it, is it sitting down and having the thought that or the awareness that what you are thinking and feeling is, is literally punishing you each, each day mm-hmm. over and over? And maybe not all day, every day, but for uh, a certain amount of the time it is. And then realizing that uh, you don't want to treat yourself that way or, or make yourself feel that way.
2: That's a nice surface level conscious attitude to be like, you know, be your own best friend. I say that all the time. If your friend said that to you, you know, if they said to you what you say to yourself in your head, would they be your friends? Yeah. You know, and that's a great start. Some people need to be like, if that was your child and you said that to your child and that that helps them, because it's like a little more extreme. But ultimately, for the people at home who are going to start meditating tomorrow, need to think about it as though it was just a conversation with someone and everything that comes up is them really needing to be heard. How are you going to listen to them? How are you going to listen to the person you care most about in this world when they're telling you how, how they feel right now? Even if it's just Like you are giving them this period of time. Like when you go to a therapist, they're giving you that period of time and they are there for you 100%. I'm asking you to give a minute to yourself. I'm asking you to give five minutes to yourself, 10 minutes to yourself, even. And in that 10 minutes, like this is how bad we are at this. All you have to do for that 10 minutes is respectfully, lovingly listen to everything that comes up the way you would the person you care about most in this world.
0: Nice.
2: That is the first step to meditating. And it, and it's harder than you think to not be critical. (laughs)
0: <laughs> if someone's listening to this, and, and then, you know, at certain points of this recording, I'm going, Oh, yes, I am going to start my meditation practice mm-hmm. tomorrow. But then perhaps they don't because of the fear of these sorts of things that what they're what they're going to realize they're they're saying to themselves or things that they need to process and, and feel from the past. Do you come across that mm-hmm. fairly often? It's like, I just don't want to go there. Yeah.
2: And my question to them is, well, when are you? At what point is this going to be so heavy that you can't carry it anymore? What's going to happen if you keep continuing down this path and you don't deal with it?
0: What does usually happen?
2: Well, it's bad.
0: Yeah, illness, death, self harm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right. Just mm-hmm. to to like understate what I'm alluding to, but there's been a lot of that. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen as much unaliving as we have in the last couple of years.
0: So what, yeah, what? Sorry, but no, it's, it's...
2: that that comes from not being able to be with yourself, right?
0: Because it's hard to be with ourselves and, and we're distracted in so many ways from being with ourselves,
2: yeah. right? Well, we, we're distracting because we don't want to. We don't want to face the reality of things. So at some point in time, you're gonna have to do that. So the question is, when do you want to do it? And there are different kinds of meditations. There are different ways to do it. I mean, for God's sakes, just listen to some depressing music and allow yourself to cry it out. Mm-hmm. Like find, like create a grief playlist. I had one when I used to teach classes. Um, at, I used to teach classes at y Yoga and I had a grief
0: playlist. Must have been so popular.
2: Oh, you know, and I would do like hips and heart openers and like people would just be like, falling and I remember you'd always get like I'd always get like one person who'd come in who is actually in a really good mood and they were like, was <laughs> and like I'm really sorry but could you sense the room and they're like yeah like the room needed it but like sometimes that's what you need to do and I don't care how you do it you have to start listening to your emotions and you have to start listening to your thoughts respectfully
0: this is the gateway to living a fulfilling fulfilling, and happy and full yeah. and radiant life.
1: It, call it like it is.
0: So it's not like it's not buying more here. things. It's not getting different drugs. It's not a different type <laughs> of car. It's not doing more, 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 more. It's, it's sitting with ourselves and being kind of happy with who we're hanging with.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm okay with getting older every year because I like myself more every year. I respect myself more every year.
0: You're kind of becoming more, more. Yeah, you're like not just being more fun to be with yourself. You're like, wow, I'm I keep on finding myself to be more interesting and surprising I'm myself like, with what with what I can cruel. do.
2: Like I'm, I'm, and I'm also embracing how much of a nerd I am.
1: But
0: oh, like, good. Please you know, like, right? do
2: continue. Like, if I could change one thing from the book, it isn't. It would. I would change. You can be, be your best self to be your true self. Right. Because I think there's an aspect of best self which is effortful. And I would definitely prefer that people do the work so that they can actually be. Because, I don't know, I'm tired. Life is busy. I don't have time to try. Yeah. I, don't, I just want to be able to be real.
0: Trying is exhausting. It's
2: exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. And you're actually not in true power. You're in true power when you have this core of energy and you're in a being state. And then you can use that energy where needed where where it is needed but i think like trying means you're trying to push energy out all the time as opposed to being illuminated because you have this core of energy inside you and you're settled with it
0: yeah it's so cool when you see people where they know what they want who they are what they do Mm -hmm. when they want to leave the party they're not staying longer they're not putting on a face or doing anything else they're here they're there then they're gone like Wow, they don't <laughs> give a shit, right? And, and like in a great way, like they're yeah. not trying to be rude or anything. Like, well, yeah. this is me. I'm doing this tomorrow. I'm leaving now. This is, I don't have to put on a show or anything. I'm wearing my jeans. I don't care, right? Yeah. You know, for example. Right? Yeah. And it's like, wow, that person uh, understands who they are and what they need and, and where they're going. It's yeah. fun when you see people where they you see people yeah. and they you have a, a sense that they are cultivating their life and creating their life and, and you can tell they're going somewhere.
1: Like, mm-hmm.
0: So how do you so that that's kind of like, um, you know, they're they're present and they have the power, but mm-hmm. they're also creating in, in the future or they're they're um, manifesting this and, and that and they're kind of guiding their their way and their journey. Mm-hmm. So how does. How does how does that fold into to the present moment and, and meditation like our our wishes and our dreams and, and, and how we want to because you, you can read all the books where you're supposed to, to think about the thing mm-hmm. and, and feel the emotions and it'll come to you and, and life is great and magic and all that. But how do we what's the proper way to manifest?
2: Well, so there's a difference between different types of meditations like a lot of people are like non attachment, non attachment, non attachment, great that's fine. But we're humans. And we live in a world. And we're here in this linear, linear existence. And we've been given a gift of this life. And I think that you can't have goals without having attachment. And so it's kind of the balance or the dance between allowing yourself to detach from the things that do not serve you like to acknowledge and process. And Take that energy that you've reclaimed from not being attached to things that are irrelevant and attaching them to what you truly want. Right. And then you have to tie it into your behavior. You can't just create a vision board and then not do any of those things. You can't create a vision board with all this body and fitness stuff and not walk. Okay.
0: You gotta do it. You, you, you can do you, the work. You,
2: you gotta do some work. You gotta look after your health. You gotta, you know, you gotta like actually get out there if that's what you want to do it's it's a journey
0: right but it's right. it's 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 okay to have a, a vision yes. of where we're, we're going and, and fun so fun important. fun to do the work to, towards getting there
2: in fact if you don't have the vision and this is actually something when i deal with my adhd clients it's very difficult for them because their vision is constantly evolving and changing hmm. and they have a hard time keeping the vision as one thing and then they're afraid if they've been doing it for a long time, they're actually afraid to make the vision too big because it's too many steps to get there and it's overwhelming then because it seems too big. And so it's actually being able to goal set and have someone support you in this and having like a buddy system where you can set the visions for the short-term, the long-term, everything, and to like actually build out what the values are around it
0: Nice. Is that, so is that, is that typically some of the work that you, you do with your clients? What, how, how would you categorize? I I would say
2: I don't do as much of the goal setting. I'm more, I'm more the person who you'd go to. Like I can, obviously we can't do goal setting, but I'm more the person that like, when you're, when you have those goals set, we'll set them, but that's like, like a short, a a quick job, Mm -hmm. but it's the part of you that can't take action on it. What is the thing that's happening in your mindset that is holding you back from that? What is the belief system? What is the fear? What is the what is the thing that's holding you back from that? And tweaking that. And, and I feel like if I were to work with someone like yourself, you've been doing a lot of work. So the things that are going on for you, like I'm not going to throw a platitude at you. right? I'm not throwing a basic meme at you. <laughs> or a platitude you've already thought about those things like what you're dealing with is going to be much more subtle
1: mm-hmm.
2: right and it's those subtle things that it's like a small little distinction for a avalanche type effect interesting right yeah. and that's this that's what i would say my specialty is with those kinds of things because i find most of the people that i get to work with are highly gifted highly self-actualized very successful like they're killing it in life.
0: And they're coming for you just for that one thing yeah. that's that's perhaps you know they want they want to take that extra step or they want that <laughs> that, that uh, element of peace yeah. that is perhaps not an achievement but it's a feeling. Yeah,
2: right and it's like because the achievement means less to them than the meaning of it mm-hmm. you know they, there are people that achieve things and they're like, yeah, but I should have done it like this or I should have done it like that or I didn't do enough of this part of it. it's just like you know, and everyone has different things. Like, whereas someone else would be like, I did that. Like, I, I met someone who was just like, oh, yeah, I-, I used to do that back in the day. And I was like, oh, really? Wh- when did you do that? Oh. And it was like some high school project that they did one week oh. in
1: school. <laughs> Nailed <laughs> it. Like,
0: well done. And,
2: I- and yeah. like the way they were talking about it was with such confidence that they actually landed a job out Interesting. of it. And I was just like, well, no, when did you do that? interesting high school high school grade eight project
0: (laughs) i'm trying to think of the thing that i would come to you for but i guess perhaps i wouldn't even know
2: and sometimes we don't know sometimes people get sent to me and they don't they're like i don't i don't don't know what
0: i what how i've arrived here but i know i have
1: somebody sent me here (laughs) yeah
0: and 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 through meditation or whatever the practices are where do people you know people that perhaps have come to your programs or 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 a meditation either through your guidance or, or people that that you just know like mm-hmm. what what have you seen like what what what, what do wow. they get to where 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 what sort of you know great stories can can you share how how can how can how can well, you know how can we I've encourage folks to married all oh, married <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. and
0: stayed married
2: stayed married yeah, yeah. um Here's the thing, when you can communicate with yourself lovingly, the that you have with yourself is a direct relation to the conversations that you will have in your goals and your dreams and everything else in your life. And so I think that's one of the biggest things. and you you see people who are very present. I mean, I've watched people who were a little stuck in their company. And the president of the company sent them over to me and invest, saw something in this person invested in them. And I worked with this person and they like moved up like seven levels of the company in two years, right? Like, which is unheard of or get things where like athletes that tore a hamstring and didn't like got their careers were over and actually through actual deep, deep meditation work, we were actually able to knit those tissues back and half the time with like with better response time, and they've had like, I think like a twenty-year career since.
0: So we're gonna give away your book. I cheat at meditation, mm-hmm. Zen in sixty seconds, and you've also offered
2: uh, a session. It's it's actually like my most coveted session, cool. but I will tailor a meditation just for you based on what's going on in in their lives.
0: Oh, amazing! And yeah. so to win this, yeah, and appreciate that yeah. so much, and appreciate your time just share this episode from wherever you are listening to it on Spotify or Apple or, or YouTube. And we'll patch together what we had a little dance here at the end with some technology stuff. We (laughs) got into the the depths of the camera and we did did. it uh, feeling what it needed to feel, but yeah, share, please share this. and, And so more people can know about Farzana and the great works that work that she does and will continue to do uh appreciate you so much did Mm -hmm. we did we hit did we touch on most things
1: i feel like we did
0: yeah we uh i feel like there's lots more to go though there's so so much i
2: think we we didn't talk about spiritual bypassing but next
0: time next next time time. oh we have a lot to talk about yeah there's so much but no i appreciate you so much and yeah if you're listening again please share so people can know about farzana um yeah excited for you what so what's what's you know what's What's the future for you what's next for you
2: back to live events again Nice. i have got a bunch of live events coming up next year, some very intimate retreats, some bigger events, and I've got a few books coming out. Big things. More I cheat at.
0: <laughs> There's <laughs> an I cheat at sleep too. The correct? I cheat at
2: sleep one's almost ready.
0: Nice. Yeah. I think that'll be great.
2: And I have another meditation book coming out. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Good. Keep it up. We yeah. need you.
2: Oh, ditto. Yeah. Ditto. We're always...
0: And we need the battery to keep working too.
2: Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Very welcome. Thank you for taking the time.
2: Okay.